Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless. My name is Liam McGuinness and I am joined here in the studio today by Grant Parkin. Hello everyone. Uh, unfortunately, our regular co-host George can't make it today, but we do have a special guest, uh, Carrie. Hello. Uh, each episode of Flawless, one of us nominates an album that we think is flawless and we talk about why we love it, what we love about it, what it means to us and what makes it flawless. Today, because we have a special guest, Carrie has nominated an album. Carrie, would you like to let us know what album you've nominated? Uh, I'm nominating the album Sistrionics by Deep Valley. Come on, everybody. Listen up. Deep Valley are an American rock duo. They formed in Los Angeles, California in 2011. Sisterionics was their first album. Uh, they are Lindsay Troy on guitar and vocals and Julie Edwards on drums and backing vocals. Carrie, tell us about Sisterionics. Well, I just want to start where it all starts, whereas where these two met, because, I mean, there's a lot There's a lot to unpack here, given that I'm standing in a room with two middle-class men, white, yeah. white men. <laughs> oh, that's, that's <laughs> middle-class, it's yeah. an assumption too. <laughs> But um, and, and I also don't expect to get to this to get flawless with two men in the room. But we'll we'll see how we go. We'll we'll push. We'll we'll dream big. But certainly, what I find um, interesting about the way that these two ladies met is um, they met at a crochet class, mm-hmm. and I just so I'm like a, a nana in, in my downtime, and I just find that so wild that that women that can sing and play as heavy as this met at a crochet class and, yeah. and in a lot of interviews that they do they knit while they, while they, they look hungover or like they've been out partying until 3am on coke but they're, they're knitting so nice. um, you know I think that sort of sets the scene for really what sort of album it is that we've got women that are absolutely smashing it out on stage with the likes of um, you know let me start. Uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Um, there's uh, Chili Peppers. There's uh, Queens of the Stone Age. There's I mean the, the, the list is massive. Who they've toured with, yep. and this album I think is just reflective of of how hard they can hit it. Yeah. So how did you hear about Deep Valley? So I heard. I think I heard lies on Triple J. To be honest, okay. and I was okay. like, oh, they're not too bad. And so um, the first time I ever heard them was at uh, Splendor in the Grass, and I think it was in 2011 or 2012 that I cool. heard them. So it must have been 2012 if yeah. they came out in 2011. Yeah. And um, I, I sort of, I, I sort of always make an effort to see a band that I haven't really seen or don't really know too much about. And I was Very like, important. okay, let's go see these two chicks. Chicks. Yeah. <laughs> and we went there, and I were they knitting. No, they were very much not knitting. They came out in hot pants and like they, it, it, it just blew my mind. Yeah. And what, what made it even better is I went back and I bought the album and that album still hasn't left my car since 2012 whenever I bought it. It's still in my car. Awesome. Um, and the album is per- it's perfect the way that it, it's transmitted from on stage to on an album. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, when you're on stage, there's so much more energy. There's, you know, you can literally feel the sweat dripping off them and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, when you listen to that album, you feel like you're at a concert of theirs. So <laughs> yeah. um, I love the passion, Carrie. Oh, listen, it's uh, I just I'm glad I waited for the podcast <laughs> for those that are, that have went around before we started. I was told to wait for the podcast, Grant. Wait for the yeah. podcast. We're not allowed to talk about the album before the podcast no, starts. No, no. Burn through all our good material. 
I think the important thing for me about, you know, before we get into a track by track, is it's very clearly um, to a lot of people a feminist album. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of interviews. Even for, sorry, white middle class yes, males? Was yeah, that absolutely, guys. Take a seat. Yeah. Take a knee. We'll be here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I just find it was really interesting and I'm still um, trying to work out in my mind, how I feel about it as a woman as well. And, you know, obviously... Six years later? No, no, no. Just just having listened to a lot, again, listening to a lot of their, their interviews, that sort of thing, to get a bit of background to the actual album itself that I hadn't heard. You know, I listened to a German one recently. And um, in one of them, Lindsay actually sort of says, we wish people would stop calling it a feminist album. Yeah. Mm. And I sort of like, I thought about it and thought, actually, that's so true. And, and she says... Um, that it's about breaking the rules. Yeah. It's about um, just doing what you want to do because you want to do it. Yes. And I just like okay. I, I sort of thought about it, and, and I'm still sitting with it because for so long, you know, the songs are so great. I just want to you know, like kick someone in the crutch and lift <laughs> my hands in the sky and scream, you know, vagina. Yeah. But it just it was it was really interesting for me to see that, and I think she's so right. Mm. It's, yeah, I saw a similar interview where they'd sort of said, "Yeah, it's not a feminist album," which the first thing in my head is like. Yes, it is. That's like, like, but then it's, yeah, it's, I guess if it's a woman singing about their, themselves and their rights and that, like, that, that, it's not genderized world, to us. Yeah, in an ideal world, it wouldn't be a feminist album. It would just be about a person who feels that way. But it's only when it becomes a woman singing it that the default thing is, oh, yeah, well, okay, well, it must be a feminist album. Yeah. So you think about, um, you know, talking about other albums about anybody like punk rock era, anything like that, where they want to break rules and they want to talk about being... Well, for a woman, breaking a lot of rules is about your gender or what your gender stereotype is. Mm -hmm. So I think that... um, you know, coming to terms with what that says, but it is it is true that the album is, and you listen to a lot of those lyrics, which we'll, we'll, we'll be coming to, obviously, but it's, it's don't tell me what to do, I'll do what I want. Yeah. Grant, had you heard Deep Valley before? I couldn't find Deep Valley. Could <laughs> what do you mean? Had I heard the people? No. So absolutely not. They do have a name. This is one of my bugbears about names that are hard to Google for a band. So sometimes mm. it's like, sometimes the only way I'm going to know a band's name is when they've said it to me once before or after a set so from that i have to be able to google your name so in a situation like this so for those at home who who don't know deep is spelled d-e-a-p and valley is spelled v-a-l-l-y so that can get in the way of people just go yeah i'm just going to google the traditional spelling and whether or not it probably still comes up anyway because they're well known enough now wait till you hear the name of their second album liam i know the name of their second (laughs) album we are going to we are going to be talking about that and also their website okay Um, good so no i hadn't heard of them Hadn't okay. heard of them before. Yep. Totally blind, totally fresh, clear ears uh, earlier in the week or, or mm-hmm. at the back end of this week. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there we go. It was um, – I, I, I'm also sitting, I suppose, with the – it's not a feminist album right now because, you know, obviously that's new news to me. Uh, and I think that a lot – whilst they, that wasn't their intention, certainly a lot of the lyrics um, that I – you know, I think it's an easy down. easy mistake to make until you actually hear and think about, like you hear someone say that and then you, th- you sort of think, sort of step back and think about it. Mm. You know, like it's easy to think that it's feminist given what, what those lyrics are and the songs are. But until you hear and the thought comes into your head and then you go back and re-listen, y- yeah, mm. it's it's very easy mistake to make. But I also think it can be, I wouldn't necessarily call it a mistake either. I think it can be a feminist album for you. Sure. If, if you're cool. listening to it and you're yeah, thinking, okay. oh, yeah, especially for women, if they're yeah. like, this is my, these are some of my feminist anthems and I really love it. Yeah. Like, it can be that for you and not for the band. Yeah. And those two things can sit next to each other and yeah, not, totally. like, no one mm. has to. Well, I mean, I, as I said, I I was, you know, screaming 
estrogen when I yeah. heard, when I when I listened to the album. So and still do to some extent. But I think, um, you know, you can't be blamed for thinking any either of it mm. anyway. Yeah. So the album opens up with um, "End of the World," which is a big barnstorming, fist pumping, awesome introduction to the to these two and what they're going to do and sort of a. It's like a come on everybody, listen up. Like it's it's that call to action right from the start, which I really liked, and I think it's a great album opener as well. I actually, um, you know, to probably be a bit of a spoiler, I, I can't pick between which is my favorite song between this song and another one. Mm-hmm. I, I literally can't. Is it your favorite song? Yeah, yeah. On the, I can't, on the album. Wow. On the album. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and sure. interestingly, and again, um, spoiler, like. None of the songs in this album would be in my top ten songs of all time. Yeah, I okay. just think that the album is, is perfect in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Is Do you know the album itself is? I can sit there and again listen from it to start yes. to finish. But th- that song, um, "End of the World," I I can't actually decide if that's my favourite song mm. or the one after it, which we'll come to. Okay, well, I am. Um, it's, it's literally I had not heard a song or that I recall mm-hmm. of Deep Valley. Um, when I when I started it, I think, and it's helped me with my framing of, of what a flawless album could be. I either, I think it's almost, it's binary for me is, is one, it's like, yes, absolutely, let's go. This is freaking sensational. Or, yes, I'm super curious mm-hmm. about where this is going to go. Yeah. And for me, that was, this was number two. Like, I was like, geez, this is, I'm actually... I'm not. I'm not sold, but this is very interesting. This is, re- and and I mean they they sing with absolute passion, and that yeah. you know they go they really go for it. But certainly to open, I w- and for someone blind, um, I was like, I want to hear more. Whereas my missus was like, no, nah, <laughs> just done. You know, yeah. In, yeah. in full and open declaration. She only knew. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, and, I, and and again, you know, she'll listen to this, and 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 she's okay with that. And I was just like, no, Grant's but, wife, we've got yeah. to talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you, and you can, you will. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I thought as an opening, sure, I was still super curious and, and really got got into it. So to me, it's funny though, like the, like they've got this sort of um, what, what I think someone referred to them as like Led Zeppelin with the testosterone ripped out, which made me angry again because yeah, yeah. it referred to a man to reference yes. a, a clearly female band. But I think it um, it's actually really I find it a weird song to start with, given the rest of the album. But I actually really like that it's there as well. Yeah. So it's mm. it's it's hard again for me to sit with, but. You know, you think about the lyrics of that song and you think about how how more relaxed that is than the rest of the yeah. song the songs and the and the lyrics of those songs are. This is sort of like, you know, let's not hate, let's everybody get together, let's all love and then the rest of the song's like, Don't tell me what to do, you bastard. <laughs> so I just <laughs> I find this a really odd one to start with, but I do really like it as well. Yeah. So. I I listened to it a few times and then I sort of really paid attention to the lyrics of that first song and it is because it's which is a really cool sentiment except the rest of the album is hating like that, <laughs> yeah, that yes. i would define like not hate hate but i would define ruthless aggression as one of the leading sure. things of the album <laughs> which I'm is the argue. first song which is the first song is like railing against that it's like, okay, and yet, as i said, still love that song but it feels a little weird yeah it does right but as i said i still i just absolutely love it still and, and to the like to the same extent too I still think it's actually a good and a bad like thing to begin with I can't I can't explain it because logically you don't think it fits at the start 
but then it is just a nice win- like it's a nice sort of slow move into some of the those notes that they drop later on and, mm. and some of the, the drums that they play so yeah. I, it, it's a nice ease into what's a very as you said aggressive album yeah, yeah. so I think like, and I think it's a really good microcosm not micro but like a snapshot of them like you, you get everything you, you know it's going to be those really sort of high level vocals slamming guitar big drum beats you're going to get like this is it like, it's a really good interaction they're not holding anything back for the first song or like oh you know it's going to you know, more levels will come later. No, no, here we go. The three things that make up our sound, bam, straight into it. Yeah. It, uh, and, you know, when you think about, again, when you think about the rest of the album, when you actually see, um, you know, the ladies in uh, interviews and you hear them speak, they are actually more about what that first song is about. They're quite chilled out. They're quite relaxed. They're yeah. really lovely. Yeah. They're really caring. Yes. You know, um, you know, I think one of them is a mother and they're kind of like, they're just really nurturing of everybody, which sounds stupid saying that because you shouldn't be saying women are nurturing. But they are. They yeah. are really, they, they are all about actually being really kind and generous to everybody. So I find it um, odd. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That, so I think they wrote the first song and then they're like, or, or maybe they wrote, wrote all the, the other songs like, and they're like oh let's you know, all let's. this anger is exhausting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Dial it back a bit. too much time spent drumming yes. so. <laughs> um all right so straight on to baby i call hell which is the other song you want to talk about carrie so oh. tell us about baby i call hell this this album i think um it, it should be about every person that's ever been with a deadbeat of a partner yeah. <laughs> do you know like that when someone says to you that they love you and let yet and yet they treat you like rubbish. The behaviours don't. I think that, um, you know, when you hear that, what you call love, baby, I call hell. Yeah. It, it That's just so every toxic relationship <laughs> anybody's ever been in. Yeah, so. and that, like, it's the same thing again. Like, it, that's not necessarily gender specific and or straight relationship specific. That's just everybody. Now why are you resonated me with me particularly for a couple of things that the poor choices I made and I think that it's quite empowering for the person that's come out of what is a toxic relationship for them because I think when you come out of those sorts of things you you don't realize how much you've taken it on so when someone you hear someone else say it even if it's on a record for you know a band on the other side of the world you're like actually no that was hell yeah. You might have said it was love, but it wasn't love, it was hell. Yeah. So I, I really liked it in that regard because I think it, it says it's okay to actually look back and go, well, maybe that was a poor choice. Yeah. And no, that wasn't love. That's not what love should be like. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's real. That's why I really like it because yeah. I think it actually, to the people out there that have been in those relationships, it's, it, it talks to people like that. And then on to Walk of Shame, oh. which is my favourite song on the album. I love that song so much. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? It's just so propulsive. <laughs> like, it's just so fun. Like, I think it, the other ones have been big on the beats and the sort of slower guitar, but this one's just like, just bam, 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 bam. Like, just so quick and fast and a few tempo changes in between. And just that idea of, like, yeah, the, this whole idea of 
people, usually women, having a walk of shame when they're leaving a party. It's like, no, no, I'm not. I'm, that's, not what pride, I'm, that's not what I'm doing. I gotta go. That's why I'm. That's why I'm walking out. This is fine. We did a thing. I wasn't expecting it, but it happened. Okay. No, I don't. I don't like that last line. That's so great. Like this guy, like just calling out to her as she leaves, or guy or girl calling out to her as they leave, and then it's like, no, no, I've no time for breakfast. I've got, I've got things stuff to, to do. do. Man. Yeah, I've got a life that I've got to leave, mm. and it's like a minute fifty-two of just this propulsion, just straight mm. bang, 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 bang. And the whole music clip for that is exactly the same as well. It's the two right. of them just walking along, you know, and literally there is where it cuts to. I think it's someone in sort of jean shorts doing up their shorts, and <laughs> a woman in the mirror swinging her head, and nice. um, you know, as and, and I think, Grant, you might correct me, but as in a room full of two men that have been in long-term relationships, I'm probably the only one that's done a walk of shame recently. And I turned this song on. <laughs> I turned this song on and I, I, I called it a walk of pride. Yeah. Because you do. You've got stuff to do and you just sure. got to get out of there. And I think, I think that there's this um, feeling that, again, you think this is a feminist song because women shouldn't be doing walks of shame and men can do walks of pride, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's right. Well, now I've got stuff to do and it's not a walk of shame. It's I've got to get out of here mm, because, yeah. you know, stuff. Well, I think also, I suppose now in 2018, it's a lot less taken like that, but potentially in 12 and certainly, you know, in, in, a, in a 15, 20 years ago, it mm. could have been perceived as a walk of shame. So, yeah, I've, yeah, I'm not, I'm not in a position to say whether or not it's <laughs> less or more active than it is, like more prevalent than it is. Yeah, well, I would. than it was. <laughs> Neither would I. But um, yeah, like like it's just that's that empowering. And it, once again, it's not necessarily gendered. It's just no, no shame. I've got this thing to do. I did yeah. it. Didn't ex- as you said. Didn't expect didn't that expect to happen. It. Yeah, but that's and now fine. I'm going to go do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how it is. So. Yeah. So how many videos did they have off this album? Then was I think it? there were four. Four. Really? Huh. So there okay. was. I didn't. I didn't see it in the video. So. So there's sure. um, baby I can hell. There's um, walk of shame. Walk of shame. Lies was the single. Lies that, was the, the single. single. Yeah. And then um, I think Woman of Intention is another one. I think that's the other one. Okay. That, okay. Which, you know, we'll come to, but that's also what, a great song. Yes. But, um, yeah, I think I, I do agree with you. Walk of Shame is still, I, as I said, I get really tied up as to which is my favourite song. Yeah. And every time I hear one, I move on to the other one and go, oh, but I love this one. Yeah. But. No, it's it's and it's it's a great it's a great music video. It's a great song, and and I think as you said, it's predominantly people think it's about women resonating, but it, but no, I think it's me it's, for anybody. Yeah, sure. Grant, did you have any favourite songs on the album that you wanted to? Yes, come to. I did. <laughs> well, I've written down lyrics which I didn't need to do for Fat Boy Slim. Yes. Um, however, uh, Creep Life. I thought Creep Life's lyrics were what's it? And they just go off. Yeah, I really <laughs> um, love that line too. Like that always sticks in the mind when she's like, "Oh my god, that's amazing." Yeah, and it's just like it's not super deep and super, you know, meaningful or anything. It's just like she's just picked up a quick image and just gone. Yeah, but, but that's the whole album. That's, yeah, I mean, that's to it. me, that's yeah. that whole album. There's no, su- there's no subtext yeah. in this album anywhere. Like it's just here's my thing. I'm doing it. Let's go. Yeah, and I th- that's that's what I like about it. I know yeah. that sounds really strange because the opposite, and Liam will know this and. The podcast has already covered Laura Marling, who's actually my favourite artist. Oh, yeah. and okay. I, I really yeah. like her music because it is so complex. <laughs> Joni Mitchellish. Okay, I yes. wish I had been on the podcast for that one, but yeah. well, um, complaining. Got the result. Complaints. Got, no. got the result though. <laughs> I did. I did. So. But certainly, um, I think that 
that that's I think you need these albums where they are just yeah. simple. You understand what's happening with them, and and um, the lyrics in the, in their simplicity, the meaning can be so many different ways. Yeah. Mm. Mm. A couple of the other ones that are that I enjoyed. I mean, there was Lies, which is I think was was a single. It looked like on Apple Music that was quite popular. Yeah. Woman of Intention with um, it's tragic that you don't even trust me on my own. See, you're a pencil pusher with a pension. What can you teach me? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you ain't even ever broke a string. Yeah. You know, like, how, like, <laughs> that, that, to me, also, that's an ultimate insult. I will flag this with people. Carrie's reading, Carrie's quoting those lyrics without notes. <laughs> yes. Grant and I have been reading lyrics, the notes the whole time. <laughs> Carrie's just popping those off the top of her head. She Buddy, knows it's out. Th- this is, uh, this and is I my am album. a pencil pusher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same. You saw okay. right through yeah. me. <laughs> but, the, like, how can you, fig- I don't know, to, to me, that's just such an insult that I, yeah. I love it and I remember it and you know I, I, I still think about that so do you sometimes think you Martin have resolved some issues from back then oh the absolutely you man I should, yeah. <laughs> you know, call my therapist buddy we'll be, <laughs> she'll charge by the hour but I think you know I, I you know hearing lyrics like that I, I just like that I mean, music for a lot of people is an outlet. Of yeah. course it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. you know, and this is no different just because they let it out a different way than, yeah. I mean, Laura Marling sounds sweet when she uh, sings how much she doesn't like people. Yeah. Same as Sarah Blasco. Yes. I would never want to break up with that woman. No, that's right. You'll have an album about you in no time. <laughs> and the same for these two ladies. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I think, uh, you know, you, you'd always be wondering whether any song was about you. But as yeah. we've said, this song's just about breaking those rules. Yeah. So. But also well, like the... By making it simple and straightforward, it connects to people's lived experience a lot easier. Like you were, t- you were saying earlier, yes, I know this. I know this exact feeling. Whereas you, with Laura, you might have to try and do a bit more of an interpretation, try and figure out what she's saying, what she's thinking. Whereas this is like she says what she's feeling, and I felt that. So that's the connection, and I'm right there. All I'm right there already. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about who produced this album? We can talk about that. I had that down to talk about. But so Lars from the Mars Volta, and I hadn't um, really looked at that until a couple of months ago, because yeah. again that album's in my car, and um, I sort of I looked at it and I, I thought it just makes so much sense when yeah. I see it. So it's Lars Stalfors, Stal. I think he's Swedish or something, and he's done a lot of work with Mars Sorry, Volta. Sorry, Trent. Oh if yes. You're listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, done a lot of work with Mars Volta and Omar Rodriguez Lopez, who's the guy from Mars Volta who does a lot of stuff. So I love that. Yeah, that it's like. He took a really he took that really simple sound like he knows how to get the most out of just a straightforward guitar and a straightforward set of drums, and there's a there's a really nice sheen like a digital sheen over the drums yeah. that I love like you pop that pop it onto the headphones and do it right up close and yet there's like there's a sheen on the drums that I really love and really works for the music really well. And yet again, when you hear that live, it just it still runs across well as yeah. well. You know, like it's 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 a sheen, but it's not it's not taking away from what the live sound mm-hmm. would be like. So did you've seen them live? No, I haven't seen them. Okay. So I knew I I knew of them. I'd heard of them. I'd heard a few songs. Uh, we might have listened to this album once or twice on Spotify, but I'd never really paid a lot of attention to it until Carrie nominated it, and mm-hmm. then I sat down with it and loved it. Been loving it. Good. But Carrie, uh, anything else you want? Any other songs that you want to? Yeah, I want to talk about "Bad for My Body."
So again, on the basis that um, I often make poor life, life choices. Sorry, <laughs> Mum. <laughs> Mum won't listen to this. She doesn't use a phone. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think it like it, again, a lot of people can resonate with that that they make poor life choices and. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't help myself. I just do it and, yeah. and deal with the aftermath later. Yeah, and that idea that you get bogged down in worrying about making the choice itself means you can't actually deal with the outcomes of the choice. Like, God, I hate myself for making the choice. Like, no, no, don't, don't do that. The choices are usually f- based on a whole bunch of factors that you can't control and you can't decide. In like mental health and societal pressures and all sorts of stuff. So it's like, yeah, you really want to hope that people can sort of get past the anger of the choice and get onto. Yeah, dealing with the outcome. It um, and it's funny too because about the time this album came out is when I started telling uh, truths to my mother, which one of the lyrics is, "If our mothers only knew the trouble that we get into." Yes. Yeah. And um, you know, my mother and father were quite relaxed and in terms of rules inside the house. You know, you could have a drink, you could have smoke. Sorry, police. Um, but you know, it was more that at home you could experiment in a safe zone. Outside, sure. it was you know. You, you come home at, at 10.01 and you're dead. Yeah. But I used to sneak out all the time and, and my mother thought I was a, an angel and I finally told her about the time this song, you know, I got into this song and, and it's just interesting because, again, it's not genderized. Yeah. So many people think about, you think about some of the things you did when you were a teenager and go, thank God my mother didn't know about that at the time. Yeah. You know, or, or you know, if I went out and did this or I did that and you think, thank goodness. <laughs> so... And then straight on from Bad For My Body into Woman of Intention, mm. which is another one of my favourites. It's just so propulsive and barrelling. It's just, I love it when they just, they don't, you don't have to do it all the time, but just those few ones filter through, which is like a, just a non-stop barrelling. We're going to get to the end. We're just go, go, go. I love it. I split you in the centre like a massive earthquake. Like, <laughs> oh, that, again, another great song and I, yeah. I can't pick. But do you know what I find funny? I don't actually like the single from the album. Or don't, much, I shouldn't say I don't like it, but it's not. It's not out of all the songs I listen to on that album. So that's lies. Lies, yeah, mm. lies, and it's it's a really great song. Mm. Don't get me wrong; it's really heavy. I, when I listen to it, I still enjoy it, but it it's not for, for the single song. It's not my favorite song on the album, and, mm. and it's not even my second favorite song or my third favorite song. Yeah, yeah. So I think I listened to it, not knowing what I didn't know anything about the singles. And if you told me there was one single, I would have gone end of the world totally. and then if you said what was the other single I, I wouldn't have been able to pick it I don't think Lies stands out in any way which is kind of like it just it's part yeah. of the thing it's not sure. bad like you said it's just but it doesn't sound as like oh yeah that's definitely got to be like a single but whether or not I don't know was it a record label choice to put that out or yeah you never know what sort of factors come around but yeah it didn't when I found out it was a single I was like oh that didn't really stand out for me that much at all I mean it, like it's a great song and again I absolutely love it because you know I thought we agreed you wouldn't have the need to spread your seed. But it's yes. <laughs> Sorry, anyone can't, you can't see me, but I'm you know weak at the knees. It's a great song, but I just I find that interesting to me that it, it was the single, and as I said, it's not even like my third favorite song on the album, but can still listen to the song and still enjoy it. Yeah. But um, I totally agree with you. I'd be interested in the politics as to why that one was mm. the single. Mm. And then it sort of wraps up towards the end there with um, Six Feet Under, which is just like a much, like it really takes the foot off compared to the rest of the album. So it's like a slower, sort of more sultry number. And I think the, the album really could have done with a bit more of that sort of experimentation, like just playing around a bit with their sound. So yeah, I really love, I love that song. I'm not sure it needs that spiritual, that sort of secret track on the end, but I didn't know if maybe that was a cover or something like. Um, there's, there's, 
Like it's basically just them and hand claps, I think, at the end. Like it's Yeah, not... I, I don't know. I, I actually haven't found out where the source of that song is, to be honest. Again, yeah. like it, it, I agree with you with secret songs. And, yeah. and I say that with full knowledge that one of my favourite songs is a secret song yeah. um, from the end of a Laura Marling album. Right. But I, okay. I actually, be a song or don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, because otherwise I've got to, you know, shuffle to the end of a song to get to that one. Yeah. And it really annoys me that I have to find at three minutes 25 of this song, that's when yes. the secret song starts. Mm. But, um, uh, yeah, I, that's, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have invested much in the secret song because I, I sort of like be on the album or don't. Yeah. Be a song or don't. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Um, I just found interesting too that um, so they've got a new album out, yes. ish, newish, and new-ish from love last that year, one as I well. Think. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. Um, wait for it, Grant. Femagism. <laughs> but it's not all that. It, it sounds like these guys are complex. I must be honest. I'm still trying to get the whole, you know, what, what was hilarious. And, and now this one. It was listening to them explain to a female um, interviewer in Germany because. English was not her first language and she was still learning English. And this is how she was learning English was by interviewing people. Right. When they said to her, do you know what jism means? (laughs) (laughs) Which they they said, there was a long silence and then they're like, it's male ejaculation. And it was just, you know, again, you want, it's so easy for people to think that they're feminist albums when you've got stuff like that. I mean, they're not helping the cause. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. They're not doing themselves (laughs) favors. So have they... Is the, is the position on the second album the same as the first, that it's not a feminist album, it's just an empowerment album? Well, I mean, to be fair, I've only seen that one interview where they right. say that. Yeah. And as I said, it, it, it kind of, you sort of go, what? Yeah. But then you step back and go, yes, that's true. Yeah, it's counterintuitive. But I think um, it's easy for a male that doesn't see feminism or, or doesn't see trying to push being a female as, it's not a, it's not a, rebellion point for guys yeah so cool. i think it's easier for a woman to understand us you know i say that horribly but it's probably easier for a woman to understand how that is just another mm-hmm. rebellion to add to the list yeah so um i just um want to talk about before we keep going on down that track though um i looked up the because i love the artwork on that yep. album mm-hmm. um did you see the artwork on that album with the two of them it was it's actually sort of a painted image of the two of them swinging oh, yeah, their sure. hair on the cover, on yep. the cover. yeah, yeah sure. yes. that's actually an australian artist it is it his is. name is matt doust yeah and matt's passed away he um okay. he you know uh, you'd think you know cover of an album artist it would be some glorious death yes. like you know hookers and cocaine in a, in, a, in a hotel. Poor guy had an epileptic seizure right. and passed away. And, and they often say how much they love that artwork. And there's, I think they've got another piece of his from memory. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, public. But they really like, they really enjoy that artwork. Mm, mm. So I, I think um, in the digital world, we forget about album artwork. Yeah. And I just absolutely love that cover. Because then for Femagism, they went completely the other way. And it's all bright yellows and squiggly lines and... Just like it's, it, yeah, it would make your brain hurt. Yeah. Have you checked their website lately? It's the same. It's the same. Their <laughs> entire website is just bright yellow squiggly lines oh. and things written in font that you can't read. And it's horrible on mobile as well, guys, yeah, if yeah, you're listening. Absolutely. All that, well, <laughs> any website that's like that has to be horrible. Like you can't do a mobile version of that kind of site. But it's yeah. so very late 90s GeoCities squiggly lines and boxes and just weird links. All that. It's just, it, I went there today and I was like, that's a nightmare. So I mean, how did you hear about these guys um so i i think i must have heard them on triple j or they started showing up in like my spotify playlist a couple of years ago okay um michelle i knew had listened to this album didn't like it that much um but i might have listened to it but not really pay a lot of attention to it and then 
Carrie nominated, and I was like, oh, okay, it might be, must be worth checking Ta- out. Now it's time. More. Yeah. Now it's time to have a listen. Yeah. Mm. So I haven't gone on to the second one yet. So okay. Yeah, I, th- I think if, you know, if you even had a mild like of the first album, the second album's totally worth it. Like Royal Jelly on that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, so can, so we can do another one on that one, buddy. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> so the, there you go. So I talked about the last song being sort of something like a slight, still with the same, it's from sort of slightly different style. Do they mm. do any of that for feminism or is it more of the sort of more the same? No, no, it's, it's actually a little bit more different. It's a bit more, okay. um, it's a bit less heavy rock, if that okay. makes sense. Yep. And, and a little bit more, I wouldn't say dancey because that would be insulting to... To, to maybe yeah. to maybe the to the ladies, but it um, it's it's a bit less heavy yeah. in general, and I mean that across both the sound and the mm. lyrics. And okay. it's um, I actually really enjoy it. Are they cool. touring now? Or they they've just over? toured with like Garbage and um, really? uh, Joni Mitchell. I mean, wouldn't you hate to be a man in that yeah. crowd? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> you would. You'd be feeling very small being yeah. a man in that crowd. But um, I, and. Again, logical mi- like mix-up. That's a yeah. great. That would have been great mm. to be there. Had I known, and had it, well, I'm assuming it didn't come to Brisbane, Australia. Probably not. But had it, you know, yeah. I think that just um, would have been a great thing to listen to. Mm. Cool. But um, they are always touring. They're a touring band. Okay. Um, mm. I think it's Linda's had a baby. Okay. Um, I know they've got tour dates on their website. Like yeah, so yeah, they're, they're in like Ireland at the moment. Don't, or something. don't, let, don't okay. let the baby stop you from no, touring. No, absolutely not. They. Are, I think that um, Linda brings um, her friend along as the nanny. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they say, oh, we're not getting a lot of sleep, but that's rock and roll anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so <Sure. laughs> it's, um, you know. they're crocheting for something now. Yeah, yeah that's yes. right. Well, no, actually, they, they often do, like, merchandise for themselves and stuff. It's okay, cool. weirdly awesome. Nice. But, um, yeah, I think they are a touring band. They're that old rock and roll sort of, you know, they're – they, they get on the road, they go around, they do the things, they play the hard game. So yeah, yeah. I really like that about mm. them. Cool. Did you have any other thoughts before we wrap up? No, I think, um, you know, anybody that hasn't listened to it, have a listen to it and have it listened to it, really actually listen to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's important to listen to lyrics. But yeah. also, also not the kind of thing where you have to. If you do want to have it, like once you know it, if you want to play it as background, that like it works. It doesn't overshadow the musicianship and the instrumentation and stuff like that of it. So I think yeah. it just really works well together. And, and I find it um, hard, and Michelle and I are going to have a talk about this, that she didn't enjoy it because <laughs> I liken Stern it... Stern talk, please. <laughs> I liken it to, um, you know, Thick Freakness from the Black Keys, the mm-hmm. sound of it and obviously the, the duo band. And, yeah. and to me, if you like that album from the Black Keys... You probably would like a lot of the songs on here. I think she found it a bit too derivative. Yeah. Like they're like it is very like sort of throwbacky seventies power rock yeah. and then black and sort of the two piece big power guitar and just that barreling drum. So I think mm. she didn't get anything out of it that she hadn't heard from other bands before. So yeah. just yeah. to put that out there. She wasn't there in twenty twelve when we were having fun, but yeah. we'll, we'll we'll talk about it later. <laughs> you, yeah. I mean what we found in in previous podcasts is is in, in the background of of why this album's got, um, or the proposed album's got significance, is uh, is where you were at the time specifically, mm. and how you know you've had you had having some challenges around you know the poor life decisions you'd made at that time. And, and Grant, I'm always making poor life decisions, so I can <laughs> well, play can that album it. today, and I did play it all week, and I'm like, damn, man, it still resonates. So, 
this is easily the most recent album that we've had nominated. Oh, really? Like we ha- we haven't had anything. I think maybe two thousand and three might be the most the other most recent. But other than that, yeah, definitely nothing from this decade so yeah. far. I, I think the the hard part is for, to say something is flawless. You do mm. want it to be a little bit timeless. Yes. And so you know to say an album from twenty twelve is flawless. Well, only time can tell. Yeah. Obviously, but mm. for me, it's flawless because I can listen to it from start to end, yeah. and sure. I love every song, and I don't necessarily have a favorite, so to speak. As I said, I have a difficult time picking it. Yes. I like the context that it comes from, um, but you're right. I think it's hard to say something is flawless without yeah. having a bit of a history behind it. Mm. Grant, did you have any other thoughts before we wrap up? No, no. Oh, that's that's for me. I'm ready okay. to go when All you're right. ready. So, uh, Carrie, we'll start with you again. Uh, flawless or not for Sister Onyx by oh, I don't really like it, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. To me, it is flawless. As I said, that there's not a song on there that's in my top ten songs. Yeah. Um, and so I think that makes me more objective about it because I'm mm. like, I actually just like the album. Yeah. The whole album, the artwork, everything about it, I like mm. it. Cool. Excellent. Grant, flawless, yes or no? Can I give a backdrop? Yes. Please, uh, yeah, yeah. Like there's, there has to be, so, there's so always, I'm uh, going to do uh, the same, so. There you go. So look, um, for mine, as, a, as I mentioned earlier, it, the, the album for, for, for to be flawless has got to either grab me or, or I need to be curious. And I was just like, hey, I need to listen to more of this. My open mindset, and they thrash and they rock, and they, they I, I could just about have ticks all the way down the side here, quoted lyrics, all the rest of it. And out of 11 tracks, I got down to six feet under and I got lost at the unknown right. why. Yeah. Why would you want to, after six feet under, Play around with whatever you're playing around <laughs> with at the end. Forgive me. Yeah. Forgive me. That's it all right. No, it's like, as close as that. It's part of the album, so yeah. it's not um, like it's a bonus track, yeah. edit, tra- yeah. bonus edition track, I or anything like that. It's part of the album. <laughs> I, I went so far as to look on on our on our um, uh, interactions on Facebook to check whether that was an added extra because yeah. I was like, no, come on. Yeah. This is this is we're going to go two for two. Yeah. Um, that, that's actually really important that you say that, Grant, because I until we agreed what version of this um, we listened to, yeah. I have always listened to the deluxe version because that's the album that's in my car. Okay. So I think, you know, um, obviously this is about the standard version, but yes. I still stand by it. But sure. um, totally understand what you're saying. Thank that, you. Um, I take all the songs in context that I've always listened to the wider album, yeah. the longer the deluxe yes. version. But um, So it's easy for me to go back and say, well, any shortened version of that is still great. Yeah. Yes. But if you only come in at that standard version, I, I understand what you're saying. Thank you. Well, so very, very, very close. Yeah. At the death, they gave it's it away. Right there. Yes. So uh, mine comes with a caveat, which is that I don't think when we're doing these that we're necessarily comparing them to albums that we've already covered. So when we give it, so uh, so short version, I'm saying yes, this is flawless for oh. me. Um, which is not to say that it's a better album than some of the other albums that I've done no for. I'm not doing this as a comparative mm-hmm. point where you say, oh yeah, so I gave a no to PJ Harvey. I don't think this is a better album than PJ Harvey, but this is a first album. This is a debut album from two people. So it's it's solid, it's empowered, it's passionate, it's determined, it's clever and winking without being too sardonic or sarcastic. It lays out exactly what it wants to be it doesn't try to be something that it's not and it also I think shows like it's not shows suggests heaps of potential for what happens next so I'm excited to hear that the next album they do start playing with the stars like alright here's our debut where we we tell you we can do all this like this bit very well and for the next future albums we're going to start playing with that and we're going to have a bit more different style and that sort of stuff and so that's why like for a debut like if it was a second or a third album I'd be like oh, come on we need you know I'm expecting more 
But for that powerful debut album, yeah, I'm giving that flawless. It's a pretty clean cut for – I, I totally never thought about it that way, but it is a pretty clean cut for a debut for album. For a debut, like just so confident and assured and like mm. this is exactly like who we are and what we do. And we know that debut – like sometimes bands have great debuts and fall down and sometimes bands take a couple of albums to get to where they want to be and what they want to be. And there's no doubt that Deep Valley know exactly where they want to be right from the start and also – like, like the, that last song is something different. It's like, okay, wait till you see what we do next. So you're waiting for more, but you're salivating. Well, now, now I listen. mean, it's out. So now, sure. I, now that I've had this experience, now yes. I'm going to go and listen to that next one and try and Very figure good. out where it is away from there. Cool. So that's two thumbs up and one thumb down. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Flawless is recorded at the Edge Studios at the State Library of Queensland, which is a fantastic free space. So please check them out. Uh, if you'd like to help us get the word out about Flawless, you can give us a rating and feedback on most major podcast services, which helps other music lovers to find us. We also have a Facebook page where you can be part of the conversation. It's facebook.com slash flawlessamp. And uh, you can give us a rating there or a like or a share, and it all helps. We also have a Twitter account, which is twitter.com slash flawlessamp. And also an Instagram, instagram.com slash flawlessamp. Uh, just a quick note I forgot thank you very much Carrie for coming in today and bringing an album and nominating a fantastic album and I've discovered a new flawless record (laughs) which is great Uh, other than that thanks everybody again for listening and we will see you next time bye bye